Welcome back to the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. I'm Mike. Hey, my name is Kevin, and in this week's podcast, we talk about the legal things that are happening in Pennsylvania. We actually talked to a pilot in Pennsylvania who gives us his perspective. Uh, we talked about Louisiana, and uh, you've probably seen a, a story that the uh, Louisiana Game Commission put out about three men poaching. There's more to it than what you'd read in that article. We yep. get into it. Yep. Uh, we talk about this shirt, how you can win a free Matrice drone and about the expos we're gonna be at and how we'd love to meet you at one of those. So stick around and uh, we'll get into it. All right, welcome back to the Drone Deer Recovery Podcast. Today we're gonna be talking with Dallas from Pennsylvania. He's a, a thermal drone operator over there. And he's just gonna, we're gonna have a conversation about the situation that's going on in Pennsylvania. Yep. Because let me tell you, there is a situation. Like you talk to one warden, it's cool. You talk to the next, it's not. You gotta set up a sting operations to try to get a guy in trouble with his drone. Like, come on, really? Like, is that what's up? How's it going, Dallas? Uh, it's going great. Hey, thanks for, thanks for calling me. It's Awesome to talk to you again. Yeah, not a problem. Have you been staying busy with doing uh, drone deer recovery stuff over there? Oh, my word. It's been, well, I'm borrowing your phrase. It's been wild. Like, it's been I wild. It's cliche, but, dude, it's nuts. Like, I, don't ask my wife, but um, she kept track of how long, I, how many nights I went to bed with her in November. I think I was home for five nights total. Wow. In the whole month of November, <laughs> it was just crazy. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so we're just going to jump right into it. There's people that comment and want to know how how much are people actually making doing deer recovery because they, they think it's a scam uh, that these people aren't making money. It's just Mike Yoder out there blowing this whole thing up, like making it sound like you can make a bunch of money and, and people really aren't making money. So is that is that the truth with you? You're not making money. You're just not going to bed with your wife and uh, j just out there <laughs> doing this for free or what? Yeah, that is the farthest thing from the truth. You can make about as much money as you want. Like, the demand is there. The value is there. The word of mouth is spreading like wildfire. I've yep. been so busy. I've been turning people away, contacting other pilots in the surrounding area to say, hey, can you do this job tonight? Like, I can't do it all. Yep. Like, and my wife, it's just times when I just had to say no. Yep. And people have been so graceful and, and gracious and understand that, like, I, I've been going, I don't know how many all-nighters I did, like over 24 hours this year until I completely crashed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that just, that absolutely sounds like it. Like you said, like it's whatever somebody wants to do. Like if you're, if you don't want to be out all night, get up at two o'clock in the morning when a hunter calls you, you're not going to make money. It is a grind. It absolutely yeah. is. Um, so dude, that is cool to hear. Absolutely great. Do you know how many recoveries you have done uh, personally this season? I don't have the numbers in front of me. I'd have to go back and look at look at all my records. But I mean, we're talking. I'm saying probably forties. Wow. I mean, it, it's somewhere up there. Yep. Nice. Yeah. So you would say and, well, that you... I was gone. Oh, sorry. No, I was gone on an elk hunt from the last week of October to the first week of November, like the worst week to be on, and I still did that many. Oh wow. Yeah. But you would say that uh, you paid your drone off. Oh, I've been, t I've been, well, I've been blessed, put it like that. <laughs> I've been blessed. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Good deal. Um, so Kevin, you got anything to add? No, on, on it's, uh, it's just, it's good to hear from you. Um, you, you are doing these recoveries in Pennsylvania, Dallas. You have been for some time. Are you worried about what's happening in Pennsylvania? Well, I wasn't because I, like I was, I had a warden out with me the one night 
totally chill. You had a warden out with you. Sorry, yeah, oh, sorry. What happened? What'd you say? I just said you had a warden out with you on a carcass recovery. Yeah, we were out there one night, and he stopped out, checked everything out, said you got a fantastic setup, and not a problem in the world. You have a fantastic night. Yeah, and not an issue in the world. Then yeah. the next month, or well, it wasn't the yeah, it was the next month. They're doing a sting operation in another part of the state. So it's like, which warden are you going to get? Yeah, yep, exactly. That That's what it comes down to. And that that's what's so frustrating about this. It's... Um and I don't want to make this podcast again about like bashing wardens because mm-hmm. that is not what I want to do. But it's like they have discretion on how they want to interpret the law. And one warden can say, you know, fine, go do it. And then the next is like, nope, going to lock him up, going to take his drone. It's like, guys, if you're for conservation, right, a warden should be for conservation. That's that's 100%. what he should be. That's what he should be doing. And to intentionally set a guy up to take his equipment that doesn't sound like conservation at all to me. No, it's it's ridiculous. It's not having the animals in the best thought and the hunters. They're not thinking about, I don't know what they're trying to think about, but they're not thinking about the hunting community and at all in these interpretations of the law. I mean, everybody yep. I have talked to, flown for, is blown away, extremely thankful for what I'm doing. And they're like, yep. why haven't we had this before? Yep, absolutely. So we're going to get into, uh, there was a memorandum uh, released uh, by a senator, right? That Yep, Garrett Coleman. Okay, yeah, like fill us in uh, how the conversation went and, you know, what what's about to happen. Well, you can thank yourselves for this because this senator got wind of your Illinois video. And that's how this all started. He saw your Illinois spoof that you did about Illinois DNR and is like, you mean we can't do this in Pennsylvania? Boom, started the wheels turning, started talking to people, and he's a hunter himself, and put this memorandum in 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 the works. So wow. <laughs> that's how it all came about. So how's that going to affect, uh, the, affect the guy that had his uh, drone uh, uh, taken from him? Well, I don't know how that's going to affect, um, because there's already, the senators are already have wind of this and are on board with this. And the more senators we can get co-sponsoring this memorandum, I mean, it's going to spread like wildfire. Yeah. Okay. And so how, so how do we do that to get more senators to co-sponsor this? Uh, do, do you like, how do we get people to do whatever they need to do to talk to their senators? Well, everybody, all the hunters in Pennsylvania, what they need to do is just con- go to your, local senator map. I, I sent the link to Austin there of all the PA senators in okay. their districts. So everybody has a district, which is senators representing that district. Find them, email them, call them. I actually got to talk to, to the one, which is awesome. Super nice guy. He was not aware. He just knew that there was a problem that you weren't able to, it was supposedly a law that you couldn't find a carcass with a drone. He's like, that's absurd. So I was the first one he's talked to that was an actual thermal pilot. And I filled him in on why it's important, the value it brings and and why we need this so bad. He's like, this is a no brainer. This is a game changer. Like we need this. 
Yeah, and, and, so and we want a, people to reach out to their senators, even if they're not pilots, right? A sportsman, oh, yeah. a hunter himself should reach out to them because it is a valuable tool to him when he needs it to, you know, you know. hopefully he doesn't need a thermal pilot, but if he does in the future, uh, he should be able to use it. Yeah, the time to do something is now, not when you've shot a deer yeah. and you need to go find it. I've had those type of people all of a sudden in a pinch, they're like, mm -hmm. yeah. give me a call and be like, wow, this was like the best thing ever. Like, even if you're not a pilot, you're a hunter. This is for our rights. They are serving. The game commission is serving us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or they should be. I mean, there's definitely times when I question who they're serving, but they, they definitely should be working for we the people. But then we the people Correct. also need to be active, call our senators, yep, yep. you know, make it known what we think yep. you know should happen um, and what's best for the sport and the industry. So we definitely have a part to play and we can't complain about anything that they're doing until yeah. we've done our part. Yeah, yeah I know. So anybody in Pennsylvania, you need to pick up the phone, you need to write an email. Yep, um, absolutely. And yeah. And, and you have that contact of where we can put it on the screen, and so that way people can see their senators. Yep, we'll put it on the screen. It'll be in the description as well. Okay, and then also I'm going to put this out there. Uh, there is a PGZ uh, uh, board meeting. So there is a uh, Pennsylvania Game Commission board meeting being held uh, January 26th and 27th in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, and anybody can come, can come to that meeting and let them be heard, like talk to the game commission, let them be heard what you think about using thermal drones. So I'm putting this out there. I plan on being there. And I would say if you're in the area, if you're a sportsman, if you're a drone pilot and you are in Pennsylvania, show up, show up at that meeting and let the, you know, the game commission, uh, the board members know what you think about this technology. So that uh, it, it says that um, on January 26th and 27th, uh, Emil Emerton Avenue, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, uh, January 26th. Time isn't announced yet, but usually starts at 8 a.m. So I don't know, is it an all day event uh, about hearing people out? But I, I think a ton of people should show up mm -hmm. and should let them know like what they think. Yeah, because the narrative is it's only ever being used for abuse, and it's not the case. It's being used to recover carcasses. Otherwise, wouldn't be recovered, and that needs to that needs to be communicated clearly yeah. by people. Dallas, were you aware of that uh, board meeting that's going to be happening that I just uh, talked about? I didn't know the exact date. No, I know they have board meetings throughout the year. I didn't know the date, but that is awesome. That is a huge important date to remember. I mean, if we could pack that place out, that would be insane yep so we will uh, we'll publish that on some of our social platforms uh when it gets closer and you guys can share that but i i yeah i plan on showing up myself mm -hmm. and uh, and talking to him because you know we've it, there was a couple different ways that guys were telling us to try to do this it was the the nice way have meetings and talk to these these people but the pennsylvania game commission i reached out to him to them when we first started you know we weren't a big thing yet and um Never once did they reach out to us and want to talk. But now, right now, there's tons and tons and tons of people that are doing this. And now they want to, you know, do a, do sting operations. And it's like, you're going to have a public meeting. We're showing up and we're going to talk yeah. about it. Well, and just to go on that, like, like part of what's frustrating with that is like the pilot who was, you know, had his drone taken away. 
he reached out to the commission, asked what their stance is, had his attorney, you know, he hired an attorney. He's, he asked he asked for a, a letter of opinion or something like that from the commission. Yep. Never got any, any yep. response. Ne- yeah, the never letter of response. opinion. They were going to send yeah. us a letter of opinion. Yeah. Nope, uh, never, never, nothing. ever heard anything from so them. You go from that to requesting, you know, the official stance of the department, hear nothing, to going to be set up and have your drone taken away. Yep. It's just not right. It definitely is not right. So anyhow, that date again is uh, January 26th and 27th. I think the 26th is when they open it for public uh, uh, speaking. Uh, but as we get closer to that date, we'll try to get it narrowed down and times and stuff to, to be out there. So anybody in Pennsylvania, sportsman, drone pilot, yep. uh, you know, I, I would say show up. Let mm-hmm. your voice be heard mm-hmm. on why you think that this, this should be used. And, and this issue in Pennsylvania is, I mean, it's coming to a head in Pennsylvania, you know, um, but I, th- I think it's especially important because the way that some of these first states rule on this might set kind of an example for yep. other other states. Yep. Um, so what's happening in Michigan is super important. What's happening in Illinois, what's happening in, in uh, Pennsylvania, those are all really important for the industry and for all states, yep. Yep. not just for those states. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Hey, Dallas, do you have something else you'd like to add into this uh, situation where they did the sting operation? Um, or, or, yeah, just let us know how, you know, how, it's, how you look at this uh, from a Pennsylvanian that lives there and does uh, deer recovery in that state? Well, it's, it's unsettling because you, when you have one warden say one thing and then they do a sting operation and the sting operation, what they're trying to get him for, if you interpret the law the way they interpret it, the sting operation wasn't even effective because there wasn't even a deer. It was just all fake. So it's unsettling that they're trying to go that low and to and to get people with sting operations when we are not doing anything wrong. The pilot is a salt of the earth dude, would never do anything wrong, and yeah. is trying to think in the best interest of the hunter and the sportsman and ethical harvest of deer. This is not hunting. It is no way we are not doing anything wrong. And yeah. so it blows my mind that they're trying to go above and beyond just to try to to stop. We're not even. We're not guiding somebody in with a drone to kill a deer. This isn't that. That is completely different. It just blows my mind. And, yeah, we got to let our voice be heard because if if we can sit on the couch and whine, but if we don't go let our voice be heard, then it's useless. Yep. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So – um, I guess me and Kevin are going to keep this conversation going on the other side. We got to talk about some Louisiana, uh, situation down there with drones as well. I don't know if you've heard about it or not. Have you heard anything about a guy getting his drone taken in Louisiana? No, no, I didn't. What now? Yep. So we'll, uh, we'll get on that uh, conversation as well. It's uh, it, it kind of, uh, a just a situation as well um, of, of a pilot wanting to help a guy, you know, help recover a buck that was hit in the guts. And uh, long story short, they ended up taking his drone and charging everybody involved. So it, um, oh my word. we got to get the full story out there because if you read the story that the Louisiana um, Fish and Game released, uh, it, it straight up makes it sound like the guy used the drone to go poach, poach a big buck. And, and that's, that's not the, not the case at all. But uh Dallas, I appreciate your time hopping on here. Um, we will keep you guys posted. We'll we'll help you guys out as best we can, uh, all drone pilots and stuff. And uh, let us know if, if there's anything else we can uh, help you guys with. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call and just bringing awareness to, to this state. I mean, this is a huge state. 
because yep. what this state does, Maryland might follow, and I know the guys in Virginia have a program that's really good, but, I mean, this PA has a lot of hunters, and we have a lot of sway. So if we can get this state right, I mean, it could be a trickle-down effect from there to the rest of the states to agree. Yep, I, I couldn't agree more. Thanks, Dallas, so much. Uh, have a good day. Good talking, Dallas. I appreciate it. You have a good one. All right. So, yeah, like talking with Dallas there, obviously you can hear like he he's doing this himself. Like he he's trying to say like how how's this make any sense? Like he had a he had a <laughs> warden right next to him yeah. doing a recovery yeah. and he's like, you know, good he job. Like wish I, I him think the it, best of luck. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next guy yeah, anyhow, we're, we're going to go back and forth on that whole thing and it Yeah. Yep, and and uh I guess just to update our audience as far as you know, in that whole development of the that game warden confiscating the drone is what what's new on that is there anything new any updates on that oh uh, not not any updates other than um a what i think it was a lancaster farm journal, pa- yeah. journal or something that released the story which also helped get more publicity out there which i think also helped with some of the senators um Originally, he has now been uh, cited. They they gave him a citation, but he didn't know about these citations till after that uh, uh, story came out, which is just ridiculous. He found out about it from the story. Yes, hundred percent. Yep. Wow. Because the the writer actually contacted yeah. the Pennsylvania Game yep. Commission or the Fishing Game, whatever it's called, and uh, they told him what their chart, what his charges are, before they even told. Um, Josh, the what? pilot being charged. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's n- n- just not a good experience so far. You know, Josh, he's he's had to put uh, a bunch of jobs on the side while they obviously yeah. went and gone, like came and gone uh, on like pet recoveries. He mm-hmm. he literally that night when mm-hmm. he got his drone taken, he had pet recovery scheduled to mm-hmm. go do, and they took his drone. It's like, come on, guys, like we gotta. Anyhow, we, we just want to make clarity, right? Like if they, we talked about it before, if you want to put rules and regs in place, let's talk about it, like, and uh, get it figured out. I mean, and it'd, it'd be hard to argue that when you have two game wardens in the same state with such different stances, that that's good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'd be hard to argue that, like from the state's perspective, yeah. like at the very least, make clarity, get everybody on the same yeah. page. Well, the, you know, the, it's it's discretion of the officer. Yeah. They have so but, much. But dude, that is so much discretion. I mean, that is crazy to go from confiscating to congratulating. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll either, I'm going to come out, see what you're doing. I will either confiscate your crap or I'm going to congratulate you on what your business yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, and it's 50-50, right? It Every absolutely time you get is. called out to a different, um, you know, county or whatever, I'm either being congratulated or it's going to be confiscated. But yep. It'll be interesting either way. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, if you break it down like that, it it's just it is it is wild. It is uh, you know, it's never been done before and we're here to, you know, get get things figured out and um, keep moving this industry forward cuz the drones are not going to go away. I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now, they're not going to stop. Um, and so, yeah, let's get it figured out, Pennsylvania. Thanks so much for uh, listening to this story. Let's hop into the situation that's going on in Louisiana because I want to bring you guys up up to up to speed on this. Uh, individual sent me a story that three men in Louisiana have been charged um, using a drone to poach a big uh, buck. If, if you read Louisiana's story on this, it just sounds like that. Like 
where they used a drone to go out and find this big buck and then uh, go shoot him and kill him. I spoke to the pilot and I spoke to the customer. I did not uh, talk to the dog guy. So there's three people that are involved. There's the, uh, the hunter that shot the buck. There is the thermal drone pilot that was uh, hired in. And then there's also a dog tracking guy that was hired in on the same deer. So I had a conversation with the, the pilot and the, uh, the hunter, and I was going to release that audio and we will at some point, but they, they were advised by their uh, attorney to, uh, not release it as of yet, but they did say, I am allowed to try to fill you guys in on what mm. the full story is yeah. on that. So it, it goes something like this. If you read, like I said, read Louisiana, uh, Game and Fish, their article, it just sounds like a drone was used to poach a big buck, but that's not the case. Uh, this hunter was hunting this uh, buck for three or four years. It's uh, in an area where there's, uh, there's houses around, and he used a bow and shot this buck and right away knew that he hit him back and and he shot him through the guts so he tried finding and didn't couldn't find the deer he contacted a thermal drone pilot thermal drone pilot comes in and uh finds the buck like it right away not long found the buck buck still alive you can literally clearly see that the buck is shot back in the guts um and and there's blood dripping out of it it's guts area the buck is not dead yet so uh, Hunter decides to leave the buck overnight and come back the next morning to try to recover him. But before he did that, he called the wardens. I guess he goes to church with some of these wardens and called them and was like, hey, this is the situation. What's going on? I hit this buck. I hit him back. I had a drone come in I, to find him. I just want to make sure I'm doing everything right because I don't want, you know, I don't want to be, you know, doing something wrong where you come and take my buck away. The wardens were, as soon as they heard drone, they, something about that alerted them that, oh my gosh, you, I don't know that they not supported or whatever, but uh, they didn't like it. Basically, I want to give you guys the story from their side because it's hard for me to remember all this. I'm busy with other things, but there's more to the story than just a drone coming out and finding a big buck. The buck was already shot. The buck was found with the drone. The buck was still alive. The hunter gave it some time, tried tracking it, could not find it. He was like, I need to do everything I can to try to recover this buck. He hires the drone back again and finds the buck after he had tracked him not far from where he was tracking him uh, and then figure out that the buck was still alive. Then he hires in, in Louisiana, you can hire a dog to bay the the deer. They they, um, bay the deer they shoot the, the 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 drone is on the ground before that there's a there's a few things there that the the, the pilot wishes he would have done differently um but the, the the drone was in the sky watching the deer dog shows up drone lands mm-hmm. dog guy goes in bays the deer dog tracker shoots the deer because the dog tracker didn't want the hunter shooting over his dog, you know, and chance killing his dog. So, um, so, so then, you know, the, the killer of the deer is actually a different guy than the hunter. And that's why they cited three different men. yeah. Yeah. So they, they cited the drone pilot, they cited the hunter and they cited the, the, the dog tracker. So bad situation. Um, 
because again, here it was a hunter. It's a he's a good guy. He he owns a business. He he's known in the town. Like th- he's not a bad guy. He's never been yeah. charged with yeah. anything. Well, and it just tells you something. If they contact the game wardens, right? They're proactive about calling them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they go to church together. I think I think I, I overheard you know him saying. Um, you know, I'm known in town. It's not like I'm out there hiding, you know, yeah. it's like you do all the right things, all the right channels. Yeah. Um, there was one weird thing that uh, in the conversation somewhere that, uh, the warden told him that if the deer is alive after 24 hours, even if you've got shot the deer, even yeah. if he is alive after 24 hours in the state of Louisiana, you cannot pursue that deer any longer. Like where, how do they come up with that? So, um, I just don't, I, some of these things that I, I heard in this phone call just did not make any sense yeah. at all. Um, we do want to bring you guys that uh, phone call. Uh, but as of right now, the attorney asked yeah, it makes us sense why, why he wouldn't want to have that conversation shared yet. If there's legal, like, you know, they're yeah, fight yep. it and whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So that is bringing you up on speed. It is not just three guys going out there using a thermal drone to find a big buck and you should go shoot it. If you were going to do that, you probably wouldn't call the game warden. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that being said, I want to, you know, let you guys know on that Louisiana story. Um, I never thought that when I started drone deer recovery, that so much legal, um, stuff would come to us at drone deer recovery to get our opinion, to help with situations, to get, uh, senators involved, to get lawyers involved. But you know what? I'm so, I'm so friggin' passionate about drone deer recovery that if this is what it takes to have to do podcasts that make videos to bring awareness, I'm, I'm going to do it. And so that's what we want to do here at drone deer recovery is help lead and educate. And if this is mm-hmm. the part of it, then we're going to do it. Yeah. And ho- hopefully it's just a phase, right? Hopefully it's just a season, maybe, you know, in 12 months, hopefully this is all past us. Yeah. <laughs> One can hope, right? Yeah. It's like, we hope it's not going to be like this forever. Um, but, you know, states are trying to adapt to new technology. And, and what I would say to the viewer is, um, if you are, have, you know, issues, questions about legality um, in your state, we can't give you legal counsel because we're not attorneys. Yep. So, so you're going to hear us say again and again through emails or texts or phone or whatever, hey, I can't give you legal counsel. But maybe there are some things that we can help with. Um, and so if, if you do have questions, you know, we can maybe tell you what we've done in Ohio. We can, um, I know like in Michigan, um, had an attorney reach out, different states, attorneys reach out saying, Hey, you know, attorney saying, I believe this is wrong. And uh, I would be interested in, um, if, if there's any way I can help, I'd be interested in, yeah, in yeah. case by case kind of seeing. So that being said, did you see the email come in yesterday from the attorneys on the Michigan lawsuit? I saw some emails. I'm not sure if the one that you're. I, I think that Michigan um, DNR, I don't know what they're called up there, but I, I think they're coming around to probably let people know here soon that I, I think they're going to allow it. Yeah. That, and that is both. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's the case. It's both good and bad, right? Because if you can get a judgment in a court of law, it makes it easier for it to be permanent than if it is each administration can maybe change and go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I, again, I believe that with time, these agencies, these DNRs or fishing game or whatever they're called in your state, they do see the value. 
that there, you just cannot deny it that there is value there for the sportsman. So with a little bit of time, right, and getting these videos out there and showing them how this is valuable, they're going to come around to it. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, I, I think this is just me. I feel like what I read that I think Michigan is going to come around to it. I think so. But that's just me. You heard it here first, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, there's just too much good to not, not allow it. Yeah. And Michigan is a huge state with a ton of hunters. Yeah. Why would they not want this? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyhow, is, is that all we got or we got ground chatter? No ground chatter. Alrighty, that's all we uh, all we got so on this one. Seems like we should talk about the T-shirt. The oh hoodie. yeah, yep. Uh, it's going to be wild. I mean, you heard Dallas say he said not to be cliche, but it's been kind of wild. Yeah, it's. I I say that all the time. It's going to be wild. Uh, we are doing a drone giveaway in the month of January. Yeah, yep. We're going to choose a, a, a person on January thirty first. Is it going to be exactly on the thirty first? It's going to be on the thirty first. I think I might be gone. I'm going on a duck hunt with Brayden. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you might be in a stand somewhere or something when we pull a winner out of the okay. out of the hats. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we're going to choose a, a winner. They're going to get uh, the Matrice, but not just the drone, the full batteries, landing pad, spotlight, um, all of that stuff. Plus, uh, this is the part where you you just made this up. A I, just, I just decided this is going to be a good idea. So I just It probably is a good idea. I mean... If you're getting a drone, why why not get some training? Yeah, why not get some training? So this this uh, whoever wins this drone, the, the lucky winner, you know they're gonna they're gonna come to Ohio if they want to, and they'll spend a day uh, learning how to fly it, learning yeah. how to you know questions they have about running the business, about marketing, um, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to produce some content, show you guys what it's like for somebody who I mean he knows he's gonna he's gonna win it right? But yeah. Yep. What I think would be awesome if if somebody with zero experience, never flown a drone, we could show them in just half a day give me half a day or even yep. even a full day um and and you can leave confident in knowing how to not only fly the drone but effectively you know grid search use thermal yep. all the settings on your drone but then also how to run a business you know what your pricing structure yep. all these questions people have what if in half a day you could go from zero to knowing in, a lot knowing a lot yeah yeah yep. yeah so i think okay gonna, so how do they enter yeah, so to enter, you just got to buy a shirt, right? You got to buy a t-shirt, you got to buy a hoodie, um, whatever you want. Um, there's different colors. But they actually don't have to make a purchase. It, yeah. They go to the website. Yep, and you can read the official rules. Yep. You can also mail in a postcard or a, a letter. The official rules are right there yep. linked in the product. Yep. Um, so you don't have to do a purchase. Um, it's just a lot easier. Uh, it's easier. And, and I, I will say for these hoodies, like we in the last two weeks, we upgraded our merch. Oh, yeah. Quality. Cool. way better like this is my favorite hoodie now yeah yeah not yeah. and i'm not just saying that it, it it is like the softest yeah you probably haven't taken it off since you uh what since christmas you got yeah, it yeah i mean i've it's uh i think i've washed it once but about oh, yeah. but that's about it thought yeah. i smell you <laughs> <laughs> it's a good hoodie basically <laughs> like you're gonna love it yeah um, i i couldn't agree so. more yep have you been over Christmas? I've been all right. I've been driving. I got home yesterday from, uh, I don't even know how many miles. I would say well over a thousand miles. I was doing a herd analysis in multiple different states. Had a really good time. Uh, Christmas had a bunch of stuff going on, right? My brain just never stops. So Christmas this year didn't feel like it did in years past because mm-hmm. just the busyness. Um, but 
I feel with time we'll get um, systems in place and things will be a little bit more uh, dialed in. But uh, this year I, I felt a little overwhelmed. Yeah, not the best Christmas ever. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. You, I, you just got back from yeah. A long I got road back trip. from kind of celebrating Christmas with my family in Kansas over New Year's, and I, I'd, I'd probably say the same. It's really hard. I mean, you can never truly disconnect, and anybody who started a business they know this. Yep. Um, but in some ways, man, those carefree days of, you know, it's like, hey, I got two weeks of off. Don't have to think about anything work related. Oh, yeah. I, I can't remember the last time yeah. I didn't think about yeah. something. Yep. So, uh, but man, 2024, I, I'm excited. I think probably the thing that I'm most excited about in 2024 is we're putting in place, um, a significant effort in educational content, oh, unlike yeah. anything you know that we've done in, in, in 2023. And I think unlike anything really available in the market currently, um, you're going to see a lot of, I'm going to go ahead and put this on record. You're going to see courses and modules from everything on how to run the business side, how to run, you know, different drones, nice. um, thermal, I think down the road, maybe we'll, we'll even do rough inspections, you know, Thermal application is amazing. You see us do one use of it. There's also more uses for it. You know, so, agricultural too, though. Ag, like that's coming yep. too. Like that, there's so many people that are going to be getting into the ag side, and and we want to teach you. <laughs> yeah, you told that. me how much do people spend in? Uh, Karen just read it this morning. Just in the state of Pennsylvania, there's a hundred and six billion dollars uh, spent every year, spent or made in. Pennsylvania in in the agricultural side, agricultural related. Yeah, yeah so, so probably corn and beans equipment. and equipment. Equipment. Yep. Yeah, that that's insane. That's one state. That's one state. Yeah. Jeez. So and and think about a technology that's really revolutionizing. Yep. Um, a whole industry. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes, but yep. we're betting it's gonna it's gonna be big. It's gonna oh, be yeah. wild. Oh, it's gonna be wild. Yep. So on agricultural drones, I do want to mention this. I spoke to a guy yesterday in Iowa. They did a, they did an an analysis on three different applications. Uh, one was a ground rig, uh, the other was an airplane and a helicopter, and the other was a drone. And the data they got back from it nowhere close the drone smoked everything. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, when we start seeing that data year after year mm -hmm. come in, yeah, farming farming drones, I'm telling you. It might you. take a little while for farmers to jump aboard, but then yep. at some point, it's gonna be like the tipping point where yep. that's just gonna be like- The normal. Boom, yep. it's gonna be there. So yep. we, yeah. should, we should say, I mean, we had Dallas on from Pennsylvania. We should say, we're gonna be in Pennsylvania, right? At a show? Oh yeah, we, we should talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we we can uh, let you know. We're gonna be know. at a bunch of shows this yeah, season. Do you have that list? We should probably have can, the list. Yeah, in front let of me it. pull it up. So this we no next weekend. Next weekend we'll be uh, attending the ATA show. Uh, we're not gonna have a booth. We're just gonna go and network and Hopefully really make see some good connections. Yeah, see what it's you know see see if we want to have a booth there, and then the. The first expo that we're going to be at is going to be in Ohio. Northeast Ohio Sportsman Show. Yep. January 17 to 20. Yeah. So if you guys want to come out and see us, uh, we're going to have a brand new booth. We're going to talk drones. We're going to, we're going to have drones there. You, you know, touch it, feel it, see, see what you see think. See for yourself. Yep. yep. Um, That's something we've been getting a lot of is, you know, even a year in, people 
they just want to see it for themselves, see it real yeah. life, and yep. then they're like, oh, okay, no, I had no idea. Yep, yep. I've seen the videos, yep. I just didn't, yep. I didn't know it was actually. Oh yeah, that, that's clear. like yesterday. I I was doing a herd analysis. Guy showed up because he said like, Mike, I'm a buyer that I need to see it before yeah. I can just do it, and is very valid. I mean, it, shit, it's four thirteen thousand dollars. Like I I yeah. totally get it. So. Uh, he had some valuable information. Like we might be doing field days where we will say, hey, we're going to be in Iowa on these days and we're doing a field day. If you want to come out and see how the technology works, come out and check it out. So that's something that you guys want to you know, watch out for because we might be uh, we might be doing that. that. That way it gives you guys like hands on and you can see this stuff for sure. Great American Outdoor Show is February 2nd to February 10th. That's a long one. Okay, so that is after the Mount Hope show. Yep, yep, that's after, that's the first week of February. So, I mean, we're going to be in Pennsylvania, hoping, you know, bring awareness. Yep. um, You know, just bringing education, um, hopefully uh, making an impact there. That's a big show. So if you guys want to see us, um, we'll we'll be there. Yeah, Yeah. we'll both be there. I don't know if I'm going to be there every single day, so. (laughs) It's a lot of people. Yeah, yep. But yeah, we'd love to meet you guys. Um, And then we'll be in Indiana, uh, the Midwest Sportsman Classic, February 15 to uh, 17, um, and possibly... Uh, There's one in Ohio after that. I think it's in March. Yeah, March 14 to 16. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be um, in Columbus, Ohio. So. Yep, that's called we the open season. We may add other shows, um, but for now, that's what we have planned. Um, really appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys sticking around, watching, being Absolutely. a part of this thing. Yeah. Um, 2024, I think, is going to be... Uh, a huge year, uh, both in legislation and then just adoption. Yep. Like yep. I think in 2023 it was pioneering. Yep. 2024 I think is going to be a lot more large scale adoption, pilots and hunters, and then also we'll see drones making their way into other aspects of life. Yep. That's my prediction. Yep. I I agree. I I I think that's true. We'll see more states. Uh, g- you know, going toward the end of the year, fall when the seasons open, mm-hmm. they're going to start coming out with. Uh, yeah, my prediction is that they will allow um, thermal drones for the recovery of carcasses. Yeah. So now yep. I'm excited about it for sure. But so we'll see if we're organized enough. We'll actually play these predictions 12 months from now. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see what, what what it's been like. So yep. cool. All righty. Thanks for uh, listening, watching, subscribing. Give it a uh, thumbs Give up. It a thumbs up. Yeah. And um, leave a review. Let us know how we did, and uh, let us know what you'd like us to talk about next. But that's what's coming up. Uh, lots to talk about. Agricultural season is coming, and so we're going to be bringing a lot more probably ag side of things uh, here shortly. Thanks for watching. See you in the next one. On to the next one.